Okay, this is Space Buck Chuck from nerdmode.com. You know how it goes, nerd-mode.com. I'm just slapping on a real quick intro here for the uh, joint podcast I did uh, already two and a half weeks ago where I teamed up with uh, Mike Beatty from Mike Beatty vs. the World and also Big Dev, as you know him, from the duo podcast brand Snake Oil Comics and the BS Chronicles. Uh, the format's going to be a little different. Uh, Mike will be is more in the the host sense, while Devin and I kind of follow in suit. Um, it was a really good time. I didn't get to stick around for the whole show. I had to leave a little bit early, and when you listen, you'll know exactly why. The uh, several adorable reasons, um, three specifically, that I had to had to leave a little early, but that was planned. Um, I think I got most of the show covered with them, so if you want to hear the rest of what uh, Mike and Devin have to say about the amazing Avengers Age of Ultron movie, um, tune into their show at um, their respective, I'm trying to think the way to explain it, pages. Uh, they can both be found on Facebook. Uh, to find Mike vs. World, it's pretty simple. Just type in a little search in your Facebook page, as well as Snake Oil Comics. Um, and then, much like Nerd Mode, You'll be able to find their Twitter, their feeds, uh, their all everything they post, and then also their uh, their versions of this exact same podcast. Um, I'm not too sure if they'll add editing flair. I probably won't. Besides this entrance, and then of course putting my music in, and then from there I'll do my usual uh, um, plugs, banter, and things like that. Uh, so, like I said, nerdmode.com, nerd-mode.com. Jump over there to find the the Twitter, Instagram, which I've been catching up on, uh, the email for the show. Oh, I should do emails really quick, actually. That'll be my... No, nope, never mind. I'll save that for another episode. This one's already two weeks old. Let's Let's roll her out. Good evening, gentlemen. We've got a great night in store for you. I see a lot of new faces out there, as well as some familiar ones, so I'm not going to yammer on too long. I want you all to sit back, enjoy the service, the scenery, but most of all, enjoy the show. Hit it. Are you sure you want to do this? I know people do it in movies all the time, but there are bound to be real-world consequences. Kind of a nerd. It's cool, I'm taking it back. Everyone else is growing and changing all the time, and that's not really my jam. I'm more of a fast blinking, stoic, removed, uncomfortably self aware type. Extremely clever up here, and there's no one to stand around looking impressed. What's the point in having you all? Okay, so 10 out of 10 for style, but minus several million for good thinking. Show's gonna last three weeks! Six seasons and a movie! Hello, everyone, from Mike vs. the World. My name is Mike Beatty. You want me to go next, I suppose? That says <laughs> on the piece of paper. I am from Nerd Mode. This is Spacebuck Chuck. 
I am Devin from the BS Chronicles and Snake Oil Comics. Fantastic. And this is our big crossover episode. We figured, you know what, we all like the topic of the Avengers and Ultron and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so let's all get together, do a show. If, we, if, it, if, our, if our pre-thread is any indication, there might be a little bit of yelling near the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, but it will be adorable yelling. I'm a pretty adorable yeller. <laughs> I can't imagine you getting too mad at too many people, and if, if they were, they just sit there and go like, oh, look at that. Look at I, that. I can see steam coming out of your ears. That's so cute. <laughs> Breaking down the fourth wall, I when I worked at Shopco and I was in retail, there was sometimes I got pretty mad and some people said that is pretty scary. Like I wouldn't even be yelling. It just I <laughs> well, think they're I'd expecting me to be hold like out. getting. Like, I imagine it'd be like getting a Canadian mad. You have to do some really messed up stuff to get a Canadian mad. Yeah, it's I have spill, a very big poutine. buffer zone. <laughs> Unless I'm having a real rough, frustrating day, and then it's. I'll drop a piece of paper and swear at it. Like, <laughs> you piece of paper. <laughs> but overall, it, it takes a lot to get me there. I found well, out over time if you tell me that asthma is fake, that right away I'm done. Like, it's just heavy breathing. It's it's, it's, it's all make make believe. How dare you? <laughs> I'll show you what's fake as you start punching wildly in the air and then fall over coughing and can't breathe. <laughs> Holy smokes, he just died. Told ya. <laughs> Point proven. Lawyered. <laughs> That's a trick I could only do once. <laughs> but damn, what a trick. It's a very it's a big crowd pleaser. <laughs> and not only that, but it will make a crowd gather later for the yes. funeral. Yeah. Hopefully. It's the end game right there. If it's three days later, you're in the money. <laughs> you know what happens then after three days of being dead? <laughs> Yeah. No, nobody. Sounds like we're nobody? talking about Bible stuff. <laughs> I do have a Bible nearby. Was that a Jeebus re- um, reference? That was a a Jesus. 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 Yeah, Jesus. Well, I was, was going to say rigor mortis stops after about 24 hours, so <laughs> that would all be done. That party's over. <laughs> so, uh, this is the start of an adventure. <laughs> absolutely. The big the, qu- the big question on everyone's mind is now that you've gotten to see the personalities of your hosts here a little bit. What <laughs> Then it's totally stolen from Chuck. What superpower would you have if you were a superhero? Ugh, I love this question. Mm. I actually, this is one of those moments uh, I work at in factory, and I ask, I ask a lot of people that question when I get comfortable with them. I'll say, what's your favorite superpower? And uh, I actually got into an argument with a guy because he chose flight, which I thought was fine. But I'm like, no, I'd just take telekinesis. That's always been my number one. Because if you have telekinesis, you can fly. You can fly. And he got so mad when I said that. (laughs) And I was like, and if we were battling and you were flying, I'd just pull you right down. I was like, there's telekinesis wins. You can't just put telekinesis and just make that a win button. He was so angry. (laughs) Like, sorry, dude. (laughs) So for me, hands down, telekinesis. And I can pretty much assure I wouldn't use it for all good. I would become like the world's best dart thrower, and that's how I'd make all of my money. <laughs> See that? And that <laughs> that's the thing. If I had a superpower, I can't one hundred percent guarantee it that I'd be a straight arrow. Oh, I mean, I I wouldn't be a super villain by any means, but I'm definitely gonna make some damn money off my superpower. <laughs> when I play Mario Kart and I learned how to drift really well, I use it all the time. Even though Steph and the girls don't, <laughs> I get the edge. So Never. that's just Mario Kart. <laughs> 
Never lose. All right, Dev, how are you? Uh, this is this is a tough one because it changes. Uh, how as I get you older? Not thought about this. It changes as I get older, man. I mean, I probably uh, hmm, immortality. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> Eventually, you'll be. But stuck I still want to. Forever. I still want to get old. Like I still want to be able to age, but I just never want to die. <laughs> well, if that's the case, could you imagine what being a thousand would be like? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, in the, in the best case scenario, Devin, you turn into like pure energy. Yeah, exactly. I, I read this article and they talk about the bad part of immortality is eventually you have a hundred percent chance of being stuck somewhere for the rest of your life. Like, if you're immortal yeah. and the planet blows up, guess what? You're just floating around in space for eternity. Yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. You're cool with it? I mean, you can't, you know, it's almost impossible for the human mind to rationalize the idea of nothing. But that's mm -hmm. what you, you would be the closest person to ever get to experience that. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great. You know, there's an entire movie about that. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Hi. Um, we have a special guest that's going to join us for a little bit here, my wife, Ryan. Who's the sexiest nerd I know? Aw, that's sweet. You're required to say that, though. It was in our prenup. It was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could Line disagree 27. as well, but, again, biased. <laughs> so we're going over superpowers right now. So what would your superpower be, Ryan? Well, you know, I've played a character in a game that had time travel, but it really wasn't as cool as I thought it would be. Mm. It, yeah, so... You could just um, be any one of the X-Men and get uh, the power to time travel, right. so that's not really a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's true. They kind of just throw that one out there. <laughs> they, when they join the school for gifted youngsters, he's like, okay, what's your power? Well, you could have time travel. No, okay, energy manipulation. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Time travel. <laughs> uh, that's a thinker. Give me a little bit of time. That kind of got sprung on me. Okay, so Chuck just mentioned energy manipulation, and that would be that would be my chosen superpower. So if, if I could have kinetic energy manipulation, which is, you know, kinetic energy is like the energy that flows through all living things. If you were able to, like, harness that, just like, say, a certain Super Saiyan Goku from Dragon Ball mm -hmm. Z, that, that, no that superpower right there is the window to, like, being the biggest badass in the universe. <laughs> because it's a superpower that you could train that's true. Like, yeah, I more, wish I knew more about Goku. I, I know nothing of anime. The more you train, the more powerful you become. And it can, you, know, you can use kinetic energy to fire, fire blasts from your hands. You can use it to fly. You know, there's a whole bunch of different ways, things you can do with it. Is it's that like, like Pokemon Evolving? I'm sorry, was that Ryan? I said, is that like Pokemon Evolving? Kind of. I would, I would say going Super Saiyan would be a, uh, an idea of evolution. So I, I brought this, funny you mentioned that so quickly, on my episode yesterday, I brought up the Super Saiyan thing, and all I know is the guy stands there and yells a bunch, and then gets more powerful as he goes, that's essentially the... Over he's... 10 episodes. Yeah. Over 10 episodes. Or you might say, over 9,000! <laughs> Sorry. The, um, no, the, 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 the screaming is the, okay, who's familiar with the Ultimate Warrior? Oh, I totally oh, of am. course. Okay. I think so everyone... the screaming in Dragon Ball Z is essentially the same thing as the Ultimate Warrior running to the ring and shaking the ropes and getting hyped up. <laughs> okay, that's that's all it is. Because my 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 curiosity was 
peeking when I'd see a bunch of videos about it. I'm like, why don't they start the battle that way and just it's un- button? It's also intimidating you know, because you never know how powerful your opponent is because you don't want to show all your, your cards at once. Right. Unless you have a lot of cards. Unless, unless you... <laughs> well, then there's... Even Frieza, who was supposed to be the most powerful being in the universe, had like four freaking levels of uh, transformation he could go through. I'd just go to the last one and just be there. Just... True. Had he done that, he probably would have won that fight. See? <laughs> um, for me, that I thought of it like the Big Show's finisher being a punch. Why does he bother wrestling when he could just punch someone right away and be done with it? You know how many pun- times he punches people during matches during an average Big Show match? And nothing yeah, happens Yeah, but he doesn't do the... <laughs> well, the, you see, that's the important thing. It's the pose. <laughs> he didn't yeah. go Super Saiyan at all before he threw that... Big old soup bone of a fist. Yeah. Ham bone. <laughs> Ham bone. Are <laughs> right, you got your answer, Ryan? No. Okay. <laughs> I am sitting here like driving and pondering it. And I'm like, okay, if I had a superpower and I'm driving through the city and I see something catastrophic happen, what would I want my superpower to be to help that? That's a good way to look it, at it. It would it would almost have to be time travel so I could try to like go back in I'll... time and how about the elements from happening? I just. How about stopping time, like hero and heroes? Yeah, but stopping mm-hmm. time, like. I mean, like if something's already done, that's it. It's it's done. You can yeah, but... prevent something from getting worse, but you can't stop the initial. Force yeah, but the only problem with going back in time and preventing it in the first place is that you could ultimately make it worse in the process. Exactly. Yeah, but that's you know that's not my concern. just keep going back until you fix it we're not going to concern ourselves with the trivialities of consequences here (laughs) fellas yeah come on i could do a whole episode just about time travel paradoxes it's there's nobody there's nobody out there who's gotten it right no the closest was a butterfly effect would probably be the closest you could imagine for me at least beyond that like nope nope all right that was a surprisingly really good movie yeah and I'm not, and I think, I think that was actually the movie that made me an Ashton Kutcher fan. Both the, versions of that movie, the theatrical and the director's version, are both phenomenal movies. I have not seen the director's version. It's uh, how, how different is it? Uh, not super up until the very last choice he makes uh, in terms of trying to right all the wrongs. Oh, okay. The la- the very last thing he does is is different from the theatrical to the, the director's cut. And the director's cut, I think, actually makes it a way darker movie. I think that's the one I saw was the director's cut. We won't spoil it for the people that haven't watched it for the last 10 yeah. years it's been out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've already given the spoiler, although I didn't mention that we were going to be talking about the butterfly effect. At the top. <laughs> so, I mean, if we're going to talk about time travel, we might as well talk about The Flash. And <laughs> uh, Now that you mentioned The Flash on our Marvel show here, uh, DC or Marvel? As your, I just weren't working a two-party system here, DC or Marvel. Mm. Oh, For man. me, it's easy. It's it's Marvel. Now, granted, one of my favorite superheroes of all time is Batman, but in terms of like the entire collection of superheroes, Marvel takes the hands down. Yeah, for me, if it's the entirety, I go for Marvel, but I go to DC for the villains and Marvel for the heroes. DC's got better villains, in my opinion. Hmm. Like, if, if I, I ha- take the DC villains and throw them over into Marvel, I'd be happy. Hmm. If I had to nail it down between those two, if I was hard-pressed, I guess 
Oh, we lost are we Ryan. talking? Are we talking uh, movie media versions or comic Does it, book? Versions? Doesn't matter. Just just DC or Marvel. <laughs> Whatever rings if, true to your heart. If you had to, if you were faced with the decision, and somebody, uh, some being from uh, up above, came down and said, "Everybody who likes Marvel on this side of the world, everybody who likes DC on that side of the world, those who choose incorrectly will die." <laughs> <laughs> So it doesn't uh, matter what our choice is. This supreme yeah, I would being not, already decided. I would just not choose because he, I, <laughs> with the fifty-fifty chance, I'd just rather not choose, and then I know a hundred percent what's going to happen. I would put on a Batman mask and a Spider-Man T-shirt, and I'd punch that guy in the face. <laughs> uh, I'd prob- probably dissolve. Yeah, but it'd look great. <laughs> Spider-Batman totally attacked this god. What happened? Oh, he died. <laughs> I would probably have to go. Marvel, uh, just in terms of they do a little bit better job of handling uh, their big time crossovers and all that in comics, and they're a little bit better with storyline. I can see that. I'm not a big comic guy, but what they've done so far with the MCU is phenomenal. Yes, it's it's about the same level of awesome in the in the comics. It's just it's just a matter of it's like well storyline's good. Uh, do I really give two cares about the the characters? Eh, not really. <laughs> well, if you have a lot of characters you don't care about, that means a lot of there's a lot of people that can die, right? And uh, there's a lot of people that die. I've noticed in the comics. Well, I'm not, not sure how they get comic death. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You'll, you'll have to explain that to me off air. I'm not sure what that means, but it only lasts a couple issues and then they come back. Oh, okay, it happens all the yeah. time. <laughs> Read Infinity Gauntlet and you'll be shocked. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, Infinity I, Gauntlet's a, a, is a like almost a not stereotypical how they bring dead characters back. That was part of the plan the whole the whole time. Yeah. Right. I, I read the a little bit of uh, stuff about the Infinity Gauntlet. It seems like at least they had an explanation of why people came back for that one. Right. Versus just like, oh, he's alive again. Cool. Like Kenny from South Park. Yeah. Well, we got a new writer, so that's, ah. that's how uh, this character came back. It's the magical times. word named Reboot. <laughs> it's called Money. <laughs> so, let's talk about Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, little stats here. 75% in Rotten Tomatoes, so it's a pretty good... People seem to like it. Uh, 66 on Metacritic, which is generally harder on movies than Rotten Tomatoes is. It had a $280 million budget. Get this, you ready? It has already made $1.28 billion in the box office worldwide. It's crazy. Sixth, mm-hmm. sixth all time. And it's what, it's been out like a three and a half weeks to a month? Not even a month uh, yet. Are you talking strictly U.S. release or are you talking international release? Because it was like out two and a half weeks before it released in the U.S. Really? Yeah. So yeah that's, that's, why the they, that's why they released on a... Yeah, that's why they released it on a Thursday instead of a Friday like they would normally do because it had already been out almost two weeks before the U.S. release. Oh, okay. That makes a little bit more sense then. I mean, I'm, no good wrong. I thought this thing was going to print money as it has, but I didn't realize uh, it was It going wasn't to cl- until they released in China that it really it really got a huge bump in, in uh, box office sales. Wow. Chinese really love the uh, the Avengers, huh? They they really love that American propaganda. Yes. 
So, overall thoughts. Did you enjoy the movie? I myself loved it. Uh, there was times I started to really geek out, and much to the other moviegoers' pleasure, I was holding a sleeping child, so I wasn't able to clack, hoot, or holler. Because <laughs> uh, little Annabelle just couldn't quite make it through the whole movie. She did her no. best, but then she was out cold. But, um, no, I loved it. There was so many moments throughout the movie that I just kind of flipped out a little bit. I bottled it, but, man. <laughs> <laughs> I um I checked it out in my uh, new hometown here. Well, not hometown, but my new town. And I found one of the... The first theater I found was one that had, like, the big red giant recliners. Oof. Lucky. <sighs> and I'm just, like, sitting there watching this movie, and I'm like, this is my new theater. <laughs> <laughs> It's really the only way to watch it, unless you go to an Alamo Ale House where you can order food and you've got the uh, the waitress that comes by and brings you beer and everything. Although I heard that the Regal Theater up in um, where Cherry Hill is has, like, the oversized recliners. Oh, nice. Which, which sounds a little bit better. Because, you know, they were recliners, but I still had the kind of fat guy living in a normal person's world uh, <laughs> vibe to it. Like, obviously much better than a normal movie theater, but... right. The uh, I might have to try that one out just to see if I like It's a more of a drive, though. It's like a 20-minute drive versus the 10-minute drive that this one was. Mm. But this movie, I just absolutely loved every minute of it. I was just I just had a blast watching it from beginning to end. I didn't get to watch it in a theater with giant recliners, but I did get to see it in the Eden Prairie where they filmed Mallrats, so oh, I guess that. I win. Um, it, there's Smith a lot there, of though. Marvel references in that movie. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I think if I don't, I might not recall this correctly, but I think the creator of Marvel was in that movie. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm kidding. What's I'm, that guy's name? <laughs> He's Dan a wor- something. World class <laughs> prevert. <laughs> um, uh, I just had to throw that out there. Self brag, whatever. Has Ryan seen it? I know she's back. I have. I saw it with uh, Derek, as a matter of fact, and um, am I, okay, let me ask, because sometimes I feel super nerdy about this, but am I the only one who, like, goes to see a superhero movie, and then, like, they leave feeling like they've been imbued with some of those superpowers themselves? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like if someone were, like, driving a car toward, like, a child in the middle of the road, it's not like you push a child out of the way, it's like, oh, I'll just stop this car with my bare hands. (laughs) I, I... I, it's, I've always been that way. Like, I, I watch not, like, a, a bad superhero movie, but if I see a really good one and I'm, like, really excited about it when I leave, I think, yeah, I could do this. I've got this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> feel like I have the powers, but I sure wish I dude did. Like, um, there's always just a little bit more of a spring in my step <laughs> when I leave, and I don't know if it's because I've, like, you know, just left a really, like, you know cool experience where i'm like super jazzed still you see for me it's like the complete opposite it's like i'm watching this amazing experience movie and just having the you know just escaping completely and then when i walk out of the theater i feel like the weight of the hulk has fallen on me but now i have to go back to real life (laughs) as you're walking out you hear the (laughs) (laughs) somebody with a slide whistle (laughs) i can't teleport Did did you guys watch the movie in regular or 3d I watched it uh, in regular. I can't watch a movie in 3D. I, I agree. I'm, Avatar is about the only movie I've ever enjoyed watching in 3D. Uh, I get wicked crazy headaches watching uh, in 3D. 
See, I don't. Steph does, so we don't get to go to a lot of 3D movies. Um, I saw it in regular. I do plan on seeing it in 3D. It doesn't bother me as much as some people. Um, but yeah, a lot of times 3D can be kind of lame and tricky. Um, yeah, Avatar I tried was watching really 3D. I tried watching the first Avengers in uh, in 3D, and uh, about halfway through the movie, I had to close one eye to oh. uh, basically stop my brain from imploding in on itself. <laughs> you saw no third dimension. Nope. I seen the, f- the first like half of the movie in, in 3D, and I wasn't all that impressed. It depends on how it's used. Um, the movie Hugo, I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Mm-mm. was amazing in 3D because it just added depth that didn't give you all that throwing stuff at your face to make you flinch. It just made the screen, made it look like you're looking out a window. And then it's... Mm. Like a depth mov- of field. Yeah. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Avatar did a, um, a good mix of the two. A- Avatar is the only 3D movie that I've ever walked out of the movie theater and thought... Oh my god, that was in a unique experience that you could pretty much only get at, say, like, Disney World. Yeah. Hmm. That's the way I felt about Avatar. I'm like, because the movie was terrible. That was horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> watching it in 3D and IMAX is definitely an experience. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I would agree with Metacritic's uh, 66% rating of the movie. Really? Overall. Yeah. Mm, see, I would, I, I would have it in the 90s. Oh, we can talk about it later. We will. We will. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'd better rush along because we're already spending quite a bit of time. We're 32 minutes into this podcast, and we haven't even talked about the movie yet. So, <laughs> which um, which character was your favorite? What, what one stood out the most in this movie? Hawkeye, easily. This was kind of Hawkeye's movie, wasn't it? He did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Um, it was awesome. I think it's because he kind of got hosed in the first one. Uh, well, the explanations I've heard, um, and or at least the the thought process of why the first one he was kind of hosed as opposed to in this one, and it makes sense. You know, it was like, well, of all the characters that were on screen, he was really the only one that you could really sacrifice, and everybody would be like, eh, okay, that's that's fine, right? And that and this was like his redemption movie because he's also the most. The most ridiculous character to have there, besides <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah, they they even have they even have a scene about it. He's like, there's um, there's a j- army of robots out there yeah. in a floating floating island, and I'm shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah, what? I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's gonna skip us ahead or not. Um, but Joss Whedon is really good at that kind of thing. Um, I I mean, if you've watched Buffy and Angel and stuff, you can be really just. Um, on the fence about a guy like, eh, and also like, wait, also he's got a pregnant wife. Well, I guess he's gonna die today. We're gonna watch this <laughs> oh, now yeah, single I, mother well, and follow yeah. this child. Like I, I was, was very much Mal Reynolds in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I was totally expecting like, well, that's that is totally gonna happen. So I was getting myself emotionally prepared for that. Exactly. You were that. waiting for the wash moment, and you got Mal Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for Hawkeye to look at the camera and say, "I'm a leaf on the wind." Like, <laughs> no! I haven't even seen the show and or the movie, and I still find it funny. To. It's so good. I know it's, it's one of those things. That I, I actually being married to Ryan, I can't believe that I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Steph hasn't seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer yet. I'm working on that though. The movie or the show? The show. Okay. She, I don't know if she's seen the movie. I don't own that one, so. Hmm. 
I want to uh, the DVDs I don't own. What'd you guys think of Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson, respectively? Hmm. <laughs> I liked them. Um, the their backstory I thought was a little light. It seemed like kind of the exact same. We're mad at Tony Stark because we saw one of his missiles. It's like, well, that's how Iron Man was. Like, I wasn't too crazy about that. It seemed a little well. A little you light were, for you're them supposed to, to get two uh, two sides of the coin with that story yeah. storyline. So I mean, but as far as the Stark War profiteer thing. It felt light for them to be like, well, okay, yeah, you can experiment on us and do all this weird stuff because we're mad at a dude. Like, I get that, but beyond that, I thought they were awesome. Uh, I like this Quicksilver more than the Marvel uh, or the X-Men version. Well, he's he was much more of a character in this way. Quicksilver was almost like a... Um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted by the rough rifling through the purse. <laughs> it's my backpack, thank you. I thought maybe Mike was going through his purse. <laughs> um, I mean, he's much more of a character in this movie versus, like, you know, on screen for, like, maybe seven, ten minutes in Days of Future Past. Yeah. I liked both yeah. Quicksilvers, but I thought um, this one surprised me how much I liked this Quicksilver because I didn't go into it with high expectations. I uh, I enjoyed him. Uh, I think it what really sealed, at least for Quicksilver, what sealed it for me with him was uh, during the whole uh, Ulysses Claw scene when he takes the candy in and all that, and then, you know, kind of everything, le- and then the, the very last scene uh, in the movie uh, where he saves, spoiler alert, Hawkeye. <laughs> um, but Scarlet Witch, I was, eh, I don't know. She was she was a good character, but I think they they kind of mm, I think they could have done more with her. I think that well, I think they are going to do more with her, and obviously in the future, spoiler, she well, becomes yeah. an Avenger. But you know, right? Well, they can't do House of M because Fox owns the rights to mutants, right? What did you guys think about Ultron? It seems to be the the most debated thing right now. I thought he was. Good. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. We are in agreements on that one. Yeah, I was you nervous at ahead. first, but once I actually heard him, he was actually likable. The things, and he was so sarcastic, and like he's definitely an evil Tony Stark right there. And I was like, I'm all for it. He would do something horrible, and I'd be chuckling because of the things he would say and the the points he made, like when he's explaining why he's doing stuff. I'm like, that's a pretty good point. Like, <laughs> right. The only problem I had with it was they went with the uh, the meteor drop instead of the uh, is it the uh, assimilate or die type storyline that normally is is Ultron, right. where he tries to get people uh, to to uh, submit or or die. Um, that was the only thing. It was like uh, you could have really come up with something better for him, but overall the you had to have a touch of humanity in him, um, but still very cold, calculated, uh, you know, basically Tony Stark without being Tony Stark for the character to really work. I thought they did a really good job. Like I, the, uh, I think the assimilator die thing may have been a little bit too heavy for this Avengers movie. I think we're going to get, I mean, because, you know, a lot of people think 
that is this the second movie you might get the whole empire strikes back at the end thing where it's mm-hmm. all doom and gloom at the end but i wholeheartedly believe that's going to be uh infinity wars part one <laughs> i think by the, i think by the end of infinity wars part one people are going to be shocked especially want people who don't know that the superheroes die a lot in that series Right. A lot of superheroes die a lot in that series, <laughs> in some pretty shocking ways. Yeah. So, I think that's where we're going to get the whole, uh, oh my god, what what's possibly what could possibly save this moment thing. So, I, for me, this was just another, you know, fun Avengers movie, and I thought that the scenario that they gave Ultron to end the world with was it was I loved it. It was perfect. It, obviously, it was. I don't know if he ever did that in the comics or not, but I thought it was a good choice. Uh, no, it was ba- it was never really really that in the comics. I mean, he's a super highly intelligent machine that can manipulate you know, uh electronics around him and everything. It mm-hmm. was never really uh it was more of the the uh, you know, submit or or perish kind of mentality where he would uh, if you wouldn't submit to his will, you were dead. So uh, the fact that they were like, oh, well, he built this big rock because he got the idea from how the dinosaurs got wiped out. It's like, uh, it's pretty weak. I mean, it does show off like the level of technology that he has, but, uh, I don't know. It, it just, to me, it kind of, it kind of was a, a weak way to do it. They, they could have done a lot, something a, a lot more grandiose. Uh, for that, for that last scene, I thought it was cool. It's almost too simple of a plan, but maybe that's why I liked it. Because everybody else, all the plans they always have are so convoluted or almost too long. And he's like, "Well, I'm just going to take this part of the city. And I'm just going to lift up and drop it." I'm like, "That's so simplistic, and it really shows." how fragile humans are. It's that's just equivalent of dropping a basketball on an ant hill, you know? Like you just yeah. show those ants how powerful they are like there. No more ant hill. That's the thing that was crazy about like Stark and Banner too. Like, you know, the two smartest guys on the planet trying to create this artificial intelligence. Don't really even think twice even Nick Fury says something about that. You guys didn't even think twice about this. Like obviously they didn't think right. that it would actually like activate itself somehow with mind stone or whatever you're dealing with alien artifacts here but uh i thought it was kind of crazy that they're just like yeah let's uh let's just do this let's do it see what happens yeah what's Without, the worst that could happen like, well they'd already been trying to do that prior to this this alien artifact but a human a human cannot wrap their mind around how a machine would think if it could think for itself yeah. Well, it'd be just like iRobot, right? <laughs> and that ended well, and so did uh, Terminator. That's doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd think, well, I mean, they're bordering on hyper-intelligence that they would say, well, what do we do that machines would probably not like? Oh, war, and we're fragile, and we can die, and we're, we're basically right. meat. Right. Machines gotta... probably would see that. So for, for anybody out there who knows me or wants to know a little bit more about me, for any kind of doomsday or, like, crazy like thing out there that could end the world artificial intelligence taking over the world is the one that i think is the most plausible it'd definitely be the most uh blockbuster version yeah i'm I'm like, going with meteor would probably be what's <laughs> gonna happen but and well maybe in like 100, 100 million years 
<laughs> we're due for another meteor strike, Mike. <laughs> we're also we're also due for uh, Yellowstone to erupt too. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, to answer your question in the notes about the uh, the lots of focus on vibranium versus adamantium, mm-hmm. adamantium is because of the the X-Men and Wolverine, it is a Trademark Fox Fox. property. Yeah, yep. I figured it was. And, but yeah. Vibranium is a huge part in the Marvel Universe because that's, uh, that's how you get into the lead-in with Black Panther and all that. Right. Well, the, in the comics, Ultron, or the like main Ultron, is made right. out of adamantium, right? Uh, yes, the the main Ultron is adamantium, and then he there's... His minions have scraps of animantium, but it's, for the most part, just, like, whatever he can scrounge up that's kind of tough. Gotcha. And I thought that was really cool. We get to see him evolving, and not only evolving, but destroying his previous self every time he got better and better. I thought mm-hmm. that was awesome. Like, I don't know. I'm having a hard time explaining why I enjoyed that so much. Was this that you're already afraid of Ultron, you know, when he's talking about what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? And then also that yeah. Ultron explodes, and then there's the next phase of Ultron. You're like, oh, my gosh. He's killing <laughs> himself to become more powerful. Right. And then... well, that's, that's the thing about Ultron is, like, you know, Ultron is everywhere. Yeah. He could just take over one of those drones if he wanted to, or he, he is the drone. It's like he can't, he can't even say that he would take it over because he is it. It's just another form of his consciousness. Yeah, he's <laughs> like multiple man kind of, you know, just, oh, this one's broken while well, I'm over here too, so – yeah, I thought that yeah. was really cool. Like it's it, it's like whenever I would play Halo with my friend Chad and he would kill me and I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. He I'd be like, "Chad, where the hell did you shoot me from?" And he's like, "I'm everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am Halo. <laughs> what you what do you guys think of Vision? How 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 that whole thing planned out or panned out? The, awesome. but, most importantly, I to talk about the vibranium fusing with organic molecules thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's awesome from the from the the viewpoint of that we finally have a vision. Um, the only thing, and it it kind of stems back even to the ultra, uh, creation of Ultron, is the storyline is altered from what is actually in the comics universe it's not a a game ender to enjoy the movie but it is you know now that they've got hank pym involved which i'm kind of jumping ahead with ant-man um it kind of for me as a comic reader it's kind of like uh you know i really wish they would have done the hank pym angle uh originally um, and then having the Mind Stone as kind of the catalyst to create the Vision, which he's not really, that's not really the way he's done in the comics. I mean, he is created by Ultron in the comics. It's just, uh, I don't know. It, while awesome, I'm still kind of like, eh, you know. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on this. I'm sure it's going to play huge into the upcoming movies. Um, I, don't, I don't think that Vision's going to survive part one. <laughs> Um, oh, I think he will most definitely survive. You think so? Oh, yeah. Uh, the the whole bringing on of Vision, you're going to start getting, if they're smart, and so far the MCU has been very smart with what they've done, uh, you're going to see him gaining more and more abilities as he goes on. And the fact that he is, the Mind Stone is part of him, it, come the Infinity Wars, 
isn't going to matter. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I have a lot to add to that. I can say that I'm mad enough that when uh, Ultron first kind of sparked into existence, I did tear up a little bit at the thought of Jarvis dying. <laughs> Knowing full well Vision was coming from that, but I was just like, Jarvis. I was like, that he's a computer program. Like, I got so bummed out. Um, Dude, Jarvis is like my fourth or fifth favorite character in the series. <laughs> yeah, it, that's I thought was so great that he's literally just been a voice up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it did feel like, and I don't know the full story of Vision quite like Devin, um, that they kind of shoehorned a lot of plot devices into one person. You know, mm-hmm. with the introduction of the Mind Stone and stuff. And I know um, that there was supposed to be more planned for Thor's uh, vision as his own vision of what the Infinity Stones were. Right. I know there was more of that. Um, so it felt, because that was taken out, that a lot of things were kind of shoehorned. Like, oh, well, this is why this is happening. See, everybody, everything's okay. Like, they, that whole sequence of vision coming to be felt very rushed, but I don't think that right. was the storytelling that was the editing side i was a little confused the first time i watched the movie like why is thor coming in there with the hammer and sending electricity out like what the hell is going on i didn't understand the whole pool of visions thing that he went into and the second time i watched the movie i paid a little bit more attention to that stuff so it made more sense the second time through well there's like five or so minutes of footage missing from that that kind of wraps up that storyline a little bit better as to why it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also kind of leads into uh, Thor Ragnarok a little bit. Gotcha. See, actually I, that whole, that whole dream sequence thing is kind of like their teaser for Thor Ragnarok word. See, I haven't, I haven't watched either of the Thor movies. Um, I kind of, I have an idea what happened during the first one, but literally I have no idea what happens during Thor dark world. That one's much better than the first one. See, I've heard the opposite. <laughs> no, see, I, I thought Dark World was much better. I haven't seen Dark World yet. Yeah. Actually, I know, shock and awe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably the only one here that's seen just about every single Marvel movie that's come out. <laughs> I've I've seen almost all of them except for the Thors, and I couldn't get through the original Captain America all the way through. Mm. Mm. I own them all on Blu-ray. <laughs> the original Captain America <laughs> The original Captain America is a lot like watching the very first Hulk movie with Banna. You really you have to like watch it, hate it, and then watch it again and then you kind of realize how beautiful the movie actually is. Exactly. I would, I would love to go back and watch it and I was I I'm, of course I had I'm like jaded by Netflix. I'm like thinking, "No, it's on Netflix. It'll just be there." It'll be there when I want to watch it again. And then they took all those Marvel movies off there, and I'm like, yep. damn it! <laughs> Curses! Uh. Yeah, see, me, I am I can literally put any of them in anytime and watch them anytime. That's, uh, that's how good I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not even a humble brag. That's just a brag. It's <laughs> um, just be about having the discs, baby. The Benjamins for the discs. <laughs> Absolutely. I haven't bought a new movie in a while. The last, like, five movies I bought were all animated. <laughs> kid movies the last five yeah. movies i've all bought would have been digital <laughs> and mike uh fusing vibranium with uh, organic molecules you will see that uh probably in black panther with uh, <laughs> ulysses claw so they didn't just make that up for the movie uh no because uh, ulysses claw in the comic books 
has uh, one of his hands is missing, and it's a vibranium sonic gun, and uh, that's that's what's that's what's coming basically. Oh, yeah, cool. Yep, that's a real thing, huh? Neat, interesting. <laughs> that's, I'm a... that's what Devin is amazing for that. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Set the record straight, Devin. <laughs> uh, so we've seen four of the six Infinity Stones. Um, one's Envision's skin. Which is kind of gross if you think about it. But it's not <laughs> yep. real skin, though. Yeah. Uh, one's in a lockbox on Nova. Yep. Yeah, and that uh, one we saw, that was part of Captain America. And then also it was, no, 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 that no, was no. the one that that's, was just That's from Guardians of the Galaxy, of the Galaxy. yep. Uh, the Space Stone, which was in the Tesseract, we found that out. For, was that for sure we found that out in this movie? Or was it, it was implied in Guardians. I think we for sure found out that the uh, Space Stone was in the Tesseract in yeah. this one. I know for sure. I don't know, I could be talking. And the reality stone is the one I don't know about because that was in Dark World, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. ether from Dark World. I I know that, who, but I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who ended up with that one. I think the collector, according to Wikipedia, the collector has yep. it. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think he got a hold of that one. But the, collect- yeah, the collector's place uh, blew up, though. Uh, I think it's in a, what, a mid-scene credit or the end credits of Thor the Dark World of someone dropping it off to the collector. Oh, next to Howard the Duck or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've heard yeah. about that. <laughs> well, it was a different scene. I think it's one of the first times you actually see the collector. He gets it, and he's like, five more to go. Like, he's all super excited about it. And that was the first time you yeah. realized that that was part of something more. But I could have swore that was earlier in the series, but maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm going to have to rewatch that one. Everything I've heard, it's it's from Thor the Dark World. Yeah. And then, of course, during the mid-credit scene, Thanos busts out the gauntlet and says, "You yeah, want to do something right, you gotta die in mouth." Which is funny because you, in the first Thor movie, when they're yes. in the armory, you see what looks like the Infinity Gauntlet uh, uh, the, with all the stones in it. The yeah, with all the stones in it, really. Yeah, the I, I talked about that on an episode, and I said Thor or Thanos was looking for glove in all the wrong places. Yeah. <laughs> he's out there connecting all these tones. Like, no, they've got it in Asgard. Like, it was just a throwaway scene that I almost believe they didn't plan this far ahead. You know, they just... I think I think what you're supposed to believe is that it's uh, a part of a former destroyer. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that's their story now, but I was like, that's the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, yeah, yeah, because it's definitely not one of the Celestials. Because one of the Celestials, is, it would be too big to have that hand just hanging out in it's just the Asgard armory. Too big. Do you think they're going to have <laughs> Celestials when they get close to Infinity Wars? Do you think they're going to be able to tell that side of the story? Uh, they should be able to. The only thing that they won't be able to do, unless they work out with some deal with Fox, is uh, Thanos or not Thanos? Uh, Galactus. Galactus. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. The other purple guy. <laughs> Oh, I can, can can you hear that? Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's about the only thing right back, that they guys. probably <laughs> probably won't be able to work out is uh, Galactus uh, in in Infinity War stuff. No, oh, I didn't realize he played a part in the Infinity Wars. Uh, he actually in the Infinity Gauntlet series, if they do try to keep it close to the infinity gauntlet stuff um he works with the celestials because the story of 
thing uh, of Galactus is that he he goes around destroying planets because they're celestial eggs. So he maintains the balance of celestials. So he's kind of a almost working with the celestials, but not really. He's kind of working against them, but I mean, and ultimately he is working for them, kind of thing. Well, that's like really heavy. Yeah, <laughs> it is very heavy. Well, once the um, my comic book knowledge or comic superhero knowledge is kind of based on Earth. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the um, a lot of what my 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 information came from was like the old X Men cartoon and the old Spider Man cartoon that used to be on you know morning Saturday morning yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah. And you know once they got into the episodes where like Spider Man was traveling through time and through space with the thing and the X Men kind of mm-hmm. went out in space, I kind of lost interest in it as a kid because <laughs> it got to yeah. be like that's ah, not Earth. I'm not really interested. Yeah, you really have to be into that sci fi stuff to to kind of get where they're going with that stuff. Word. I don't blame you. I'm not the hugest sci-fi fan, so uh, the fact that you were kind of like losing interest is like, well, eh, that makes sense, but you kind of have to be a fan of it now with Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardian, the potential I, of no, the Nova Corps and all that. Right. The, the weird thing about the Guardians of the Galaxy is it almost didn't seem like a superhero movie to me. If I if I had to liken it to something, right. it almost seemed like the closest thing to like a Star Wars that I've seen in a while. Uh, I would agree with that. I mean, because really, if you think about it, none of the characters really are quote unquote superheroes. They're really all kind of. I mean, you know, you can make the the argument that Gamora and and Drax are are superhero-esque in their powers, but, you know, they're really all kind of, like, everyman characters just in super superhero roles. Right. Yeah. So what was your favorite fight of the movie? Hmm. <laughs> I, I gotta... I'm, I'm gonna go right... I, I know it might be the cliche, silly, like, most common answer, but I gotta go Veronica... Iron Man versus Rage Hulk. <laughs> that was just that. Veronica versus uh, you know, Veronica and Betty, the Archie call out in the movie. <laughs> um, I I just unmuted my microphone, guys. Uh, I didn't hear literally the last probably about five minutes because I'm talking to Gwen and Annabelle. They're showing me their haircuts and stuff. It's kind of adorable. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, would I be able to ask them a quick question for you guys to throw on the episode real quick? Sure, sure. Uh, they both have actually been tinkering with my podcast stuff down in the basement once in a while. Oh, They'll record boy. their own little shows. Um, so I'm going to quick ask Pretty them. Pretty soon they're going to be internet celebrities. <laughs> I think that's going to happen pretty soon. Um, so, Annabelle, <laughs> who is your favorite character in Avengers Age of Ultron when we saw that movie? Or Avengers in general? Avengers. The Avengers? Um, that uh, the raccoon. <laughs> the raccoon. She she loves Rocket from Gardens of the Galaxy. Who How about you, Gwenny? Do, who doesn't? Black Widow. <laughs> she loves Black Widow, and we are desperately trying to find her a decent Black Widow action figure. Oh, uh, just get the uh, Hot Toys version. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be <laughs> a couple hundred bucks. Come on, you got that, don't you, Jack? <laughs> aren't they, aren't they worth it? Come on. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there real quick. I'll be right back, fellas. All right. I'll my tongue at you guys. Oh, you hear that? <laughs> Good. We what? deserve it. They laughed. They said they deserve it. Uh, well, yeah, the, the Hulk, the Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hello. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> uh, the Hulk, the whole Hulkbuster scene. Yeah, I loved it. Loved every I, bit of it. That was my favorite, too, to jump in. Um, <sighs> It is it is a solid it is a very very solid scene and I did kind of geek out for that scene. Uh but I would probably go mm, I'd actually probably go that final protection of that uh of the the energy core thing. Yeah, the energy core. Um just because it it was very reminiscent of the scene from New York when they were fighting the Chitari coming through the portal. Yeah, it made them um, like a co- cohesive unit. Right. Yeah, cuz all working together. Yeah, the the very first scene when they're invading the Hydra base, I thought that was a little it was like, eh, you know, this is kind of it's awesome just kind of start the movie off with you know when high they, octane yeah, action when, but when they did that little shot of like all six of them or whatever in a line i thought like yeah. i actually kind of like started the movie off on yeah. a low note too i'm like oh god oh. really and i was thinking yep. like oh, i hope big budget <laughs> i i really hope that was the only time we're going to see anything like that in the movie yeah. right. and it kind of i kind of the, got the same vibe a little bit during the scene that you're describing but it right. was done much better because with the slow-mo and everything you can really yeah. like see like how incredibly gelled as a team they are and how they right. were working off of each other it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, because that's that's where you get the 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 inclusion of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and all that. So that's, you know, it was like, oh, you know, this is where where they become a bigger team, you know, the the, the whole idea of like these these individual personalities and they kind of hate each other to begin with, but you know, they they're coming together for, you know, the greater good and it it was done really well. Yeah, I I like the the opening, just because, like, that's exactly what it was. Like, that was a really good wrestler theme, you know? That was the pyrotechnics. <laughs> and it really gave you the feel like they've been doing this a long time, and they've just been cleaning up Hydra left and right. So, like, right. for them, it's like, like a practice run. What's the situation? Well, it's the Avengers. They're here. <laughs> <laughs> so right. Like, we've, been, we've known this is coming. Here it is. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I like that, but I, I did like the final battle, too, um, especially when, you know, uh, Scarlet Witch joins the fight, and everybody's working together. That's always cool to see, um, but I do think uh, I have to go I, with the uh, Hulk Buster and Hulk fight. I thought <laughs> I thought the car chase was pretty cool too, um, as he was, you know, as they're trying to escape with Vision. Right, right. I don't know. I guess I'm more of a one on one kind of guy. in My main events versus the uh, the, the, the battle royals there, yeah. <sighs> So then, <laughs> then we had then we had the sad moment, yep. and I was I was legitimately sad. I mean, I kind of understand that was if you know Quicksilver was going to be the guy who died. I understand it. Sucked. I thought he was going to be around a lot longer. I totally with, with you guys. I thought for sure it was going to be Hawkeye. I'm like, this is this movie's <laughs> Hawkeye swan song. This is it. He's done. Right. Yeah, I was and, then, and then Swerve. You know, the two guys had been like messing with each other all all movie. You know, finally the one saves the other one. It was such a such a for for a big budget action movie that was all about like the bells and whistles, that scene for me actually really like the the feels. The feels was oh, yeah. very strong. There was definitely when, lots of lots of feels during that scene. 
when he said like I bet you didn't see that one coming. Didn't it feel like Joss Whedon himself just almost poked his head out like, yeah, guys, <laughs> bet you didn't see that one coming. And then just Joss Whedon just kind of walked back. across the, the, the backdrop and goes, I'm a leaf on the wind. Yeah, it was it was that exact moment, you know, like when it, Hawkeye saw the kid ran, I'm like, OK, I was yep, again, I was holding yep. Annabelle and I was like, OK, here it's, it is. It's almost kind of what? funny because he even kind of had the same look on his face, too. He's like, yep, I'm going to die right now. Just going to die. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and uh, we talked we talked about this on Snake Oil a little bit too, uh, and somebody brought up a really good point. I think it was Travis. He's like, you know, Hawkeye really had that had a Mal Reynolds moment. You could really tell that Joss was directing this movie because it was the you know the kind of the guy that's like quasi questionable as to what his motives are. You know, he sees this kid, and he just has that moment where he's like, I've got to do the right thing. And he walks off, and he helps the kid, you know, runs after the kid, and then uh, Silver, you know, swoops in and saves the day. Swoops, for sure. Swoops in. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Though, swoops. I don't understand how he couldn't have dodged the bullets. <laughs> I think the spread was just so big that he basically decided, well, I'm pushing this car. It's he didn't push I the car. In... I thought he, he pushed push the car. He pushed them behind the car. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought he pushed the car in front. Well, that, yeah, I guess that still makes sense, but I'm guessing yeah, he, he just, moved, he, he realized the trajectory was coming down. that he just wasn't quick enough. You know, he got them where they needed to be, but he was I about still two find feet that. behind. I still find it very hard to believe. However, then they slap you with the feels again when Hawkeye lays down next to Quicksilver on the, the carrier. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe we were almost spoiled by the Quicksilver from Day of the Future Past where, like, when he's doing it, it's basically he's freezing time. So we see it in that, from that sense where he's just running through, listening to his Walkman and moving things to exactly where he needs to be. It almost slapsticky. We were expecting that kind of like Quicksilver would be well, running. Well, you get and you that. Just see you get that kind coming. of Quicksilver slapstick humor when he tries to grab um, Molnir when it's flying through the air. Oh, that was pretty. That was great. I did like that part. <laughs> I think. I think that Thor's hammer. I don't know the actual name of it. What you just said. It would sound like gibberish Molnir. to me. Molnir. Molnir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that it was quite possibly the sixth or seventh best character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it almost was a character in uh, uh, Thor too as well. Was like, it? It had personality in that a little bit. <laughs> I liked how the, they opened with trying to debate on what they could pick it up, and then when it moves just a little bit, when uh, Captain America grabbed it, it just kind of creaked a little, and even Thor was like, whoa. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite gags in the whole movie, was the yeah. stuff with Thor's hammer, that whole scene where they're around trying to, you know, yeah. which trying is kind of... Trying to pick it up, which is kind of ironic because I read something about that and how, like, Black Widow was the only one who didn't try. But in the comics, isn't she, like, actually wield his hammer at one point? Uh, her and Captain America, I do believe, both have wielded uh, Molnir in the comic series. Oh. Yeah. In the moment when Vision picks it up, like, he just hands it to him, like, oh, you dropped this. The whole theater, at least in our, our theater, went silent <laughs> for a few seconds, and then everyone just freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, there's some controversy as to why that's the case. Cause it's, if, if you read how Molnir reacts to, you know, if he, if he be worthy, uh, to harness the power of Thor, blah, 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 you know, that whole thing that's inscribed on the side of Molnir, uh, 
apparently that magic doesn't apply to uh, cybernetics and stuff like that and stuff like that. Um, so really, at any point, Ultron should have been also able to pick up Mjolnir. Um, did but he ever they... try though? Yeah, I was gonna ask. Did he, he ever? He doesn't try in the movie, but I think that's why they don't because then that whole scene with Vision picking it up wouldn't be as impactful. Yeah, because then it would seem like anybody could just create a little Wally robot and it would just take Mjolnir away. You know, like <laughs> right. And then and like at the very end of the movie, how then they say like it's it's all it's cool that Vision was able to pick it up or whatever. So would an elevator? Does that mean <laughs> yeah. that the elevator's worthy of overruling Asgard? <laughs> right. I can't right. remember. I almost want to say it was in Thor 2 where he actually hangs it on a hook inside. He goes into someone's apartment and he looks and they've got like coat rack and he takes Mjolnir and he hangs it on a hook and then just goes mm-hmm. into the room and they're like, oh, the hook is worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, inanimate objects and uh, androids or AI apparently do not fall under the uh, if he be worthy clause. <laughs> yeah, because they kind of cover like since it's magic almost like. It's not physically right. heavy. It's not like you could put on a scale and the, the scale would explode. It's just an impossible right. thing to pick up unless you're the one that it wants to have pick up. Like, right. It's like in Harry Potter, Monier chooses the Thor. <laughs> it's not yeah. the it's not the hammer that chooses the god. I mean, it's not the guy that chooses the hammer. It's the hammer that chooses the god. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah, originally Thor starts out with a big, huge battle axe. Which seems really, really aggressive. Like, how would he not just chop everyone in half? <laughs> yeah, a big battle axe, and he rides a, a flying goat. So, I mean... <laughs> uh, See, the yeah. idea of Thor using like a battle axe, Monir I get, but just an axe, that'd be like when you watch uh, The Incredible Hulk, and he hits somebody with a car, or a piece of car, like a boxing glove. It's like, yeah. your fist is harder than that car, so why would you cover it with something softer? <laughs> That'd be like right. Superman using a, a light pole to hit a guy. Why don't you just use your hand? But Right. <laughs> What'd you guys think of the whole Natasha and Bruce storyline? Little hide the zucchini? <laughs> uh, I didn't mind it. I do wish they didn't already do that with Hawkeye and with Captain America. Yeah, then that's the thing. I don't I I don't I don't want I don't want her to I don't want people to feel like she's getting passed around the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the feminist part of me kicks in and is like, she could be her own standalone character without having to be the, the object of love or, right, albeit lust for the characters. Like they need to build her up as a strong and, well, female lead. I mean, at least at least in Captain America two, there was only that for maybe maybe five minutes. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, the thing is, is that that's kind of Romanov's, like, M.O. is, you know, she uses her sex appeal to infiltrate and all that. So, I mean, I see what they were trying to do, uh, They were, but they were trying to make it, you know, a little bit more softer around the edges. The only thing that I... Uh, I mean, the only thing that I would probably be like, uh, you know, maybe they took it a little too far was the the monster thing. Uh, But I know why they did it, because they were trying to have her and Banner have some sort of sympathetic relationship with each other. But uh, I don't know. It could have been done better. 
I think so. I I liked what they started to build. Um, right. I but just, historically, like I said, her and Hawkeye have always been kind of a, a thing. Yeah. It, but in this world, he's married and has you know now three kids. Right. And that yeah, might I mean, be something from the Ultimate Universe. Right. And it it could be fair, you know, like because they never actually say they were a, a couple in the first Avengers. They just allude to having a past, but right. they never exactly say. It just feels like she's kind of getting put in that same role. And when you only have essentially two female characters in the whole movie, it's kind of a bummer that one has to be kind of shoehorned in. But I do prefer her with uh, Hulk or uh, Bruce Banner over Hawkeye and Captain America. I did I did like the... Um, the on-screen the chemistry. Yeah, they had much better chemistry. Um, I don't. I'm looking at the list. I just wanted to ask, when Hulk is up in the plane by himself after the whole battle, uh-huh. and you, she pops up on the screen, kind of beckoning him towards the control. Did anyone else think World War Hulk, or was I the only one that you're <laughs> expecting that ship to just aim upwards because they realized they couldn't control Hulk? I I was not. I saw I, them like. Are they going to do that? Because that's I, essentially how World War Hulk began. It is, but the, the only problem with that is when you're dealing with the MCU, they've got the next five years of movies planned, and that right. would definitely... Well, there's, there's two problems with it. it first, apparently, uh, Marvel doesn't own the single movie rights to a Hulk uh, movie. <laughs> this movie rights thing is so freaking complicated. <laughs> it is. They own the rights to use the Hulk, but they can't make a movie with that stars him. This is probably the closest you're going to get to that. This movie here, right? And you did. You don't have the uh, the revelation of the Illuminati in the Marvel universe yet. So really, the 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 Planet Hulk thing really couldn't play out at this point. Yeah. I like, of course, now in hindsight, it wouldn't make sense. But in that moment, everything aligned perfectly for like that event to happen. I mean, yeah, you probably couldn't do an Illuminati side, but I was like, I could see the Avengers and them like saying, "Hey, we've tried to bottle him up several times," and then he'd be gone for two movies, you know, then come back. Um, because right. I didn't, I wasn't processing and thinking of like all the movies I had planned up until like 2018. I was just in that moment, like, no. Because <laughs> I was expecting for a second for it to just like zip upwards, and then that would be that. Hmm. No, nah, I wasn't expecting it at all. All right. So, in the interest of time here, I think we should skip the comic tie-in. Only the only thing I want to mention is that when I read the comic on Marvel All Unlimited the, Digital, the newest comic that they did, the Age of Ultron comic that was like a year or two ago. Yes. Yeah, that it was a piece of trash. That's okay, all so we that's to say about it. That's not. Uh, there's another one. Uh, there. Well, there's been several uh, Ultron storylines, but that's the only one that really shares name, and it's just it's terrible. We oh, we can. Move on. There's a reason why. There's there's a reason why I didn't like it that much. Okay. <laughs> I was like wondering what the world is. Uh, all the uh, fuss about here. Yeah. It it's terrible. We we can I, move on. We I don't will need to talk. I, I will mention this though that uh, having access to like pretty much anything Marvel has done for ten bucks a month digitally is fantastic. I don't get why you don't like it. <sighs> yeah, it's it's just this weird thing of wanting the physical copies in my hand. If I'm gonna 
if I'm going to pay, I don't it's, it's just this weird thing of I need the book in front of me. And it's the same thing like when I was trying to use Kindle to read novels. Mm-hmm. I could never really get into the, the novel, but then I'd go to Barnes and Nobles and I'd buy the novel and then I'd like blow through it because I, it's just I, that, it's just that feel of having the book in your hand. Just like the feel of, uh, of wood in your hand, you know, like yeah. a little bit of, uh, a little bit of paper, a little bit of paper product. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually have read a 650 page Stephen King novel on my iPhone. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that was something that right terrible. there. <laughs> yeah, the only the only novels that I've actually managed to enjoy on my Kindle, and it was when I was actually going to the gym every morning and during my cardio, I would read uh, the Halo book series, and that's the only series that I was actually like, oh, this is actually not bad. Hmm. All right, so the movie coming up, it's not the next movie. The next movie is Ant-Man. We're not going to talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. The um, next movie after that is the first movie of Phase 3, and it's called Captain America 3, The Civil War. I'm very excited about this movie. I'm sure we all are. Um, basically, I was more excited when Spider-Man wasn't involved. Wasn't involved? Right. Are you freaking crazy? I was more excited to see what they were going to do storyline-wise, when Spider-Man wasn't involved. Like you were wondering how they would make it play out, like who would take right, up that just kinda like, role? Just kind of like they've done with everything leading up to Age of Ultron, because they didn't have Hank Pym yet as part of the MCU. So now that Spider-Man, which is kind of a huge deal in Civil War, well, how are they going to make, who are they going to have as that foil for uh the, the turning point in the movie. Yeah, that'd be tricky because I'm trying to think of who's been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has a secret I, identity. Nobody really is. I think they were going to use Black Panther. Think so? And that's why you were getting a Black Panther movie after Civil War. That makes sense. Yeah, because I just but but here as the as the somewhat casual uh, Marvel fan, you know, superhero fan. I hear about, you know, Civil War, you know, with Iron Man on one side, Captain America on the other, with a tortured Black Panther in the middle. You're like, oh, I don't know who Black Panther is. But with a tortured Spider-Man in the middle, best movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, I'm fine with that. I don't know. Like, like I said, when, it, when you compare the Sony Fox versions, like, they have secret identities. Nobody knows who Spider-Man is. So far in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe on uh, Marvel's side... There's really no secret identities that I'm having a hard time thinking of. They don't know exactly who the Avengers are, but they're not walking around in a mask and they're like, well, who are you under that mask? They don't really approach that. So it'd be really well, difficult. Well, Hawkeye is never really uh, Barton in the movies. He could still be a hidden identity character. You just never get the other side of his of his character. You only ever see him as Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of who they've had in it that, besides, like, shoehorning and Black Panther, for example. I mean, let, let me let me ask you this question. Do you think that there's any chance that the Civil War in this MCU movie is nothing to do with the Civil War in the comics? Maybe they, maybe they fight over some, something completely different. I'm guessing they're going to have to fight over something different, unless they're going to really start ramping up having other specials around. I mean, whether you call them miracles or whatever or mutants because that's how civil war started was basically like a reality show version of dog the bounty hunter with 
mutants, and it got uh, out of hand. <laughs> I think based on watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is you are probably going to get the ramp up of a, a registration because in if you've been watching Agents of Shield, uh, they're trying to uh, register all the Inhumans now. Like that's how this most recent season ended. I'll have to get all and, caught up on that. I'm so far behind. Uh, so I think you're gonna see that playing into it, and I think uh, we see it at the very end of. Age of Ultron, you see a uh, ideological divide between Captain America and Tony Stark, and it even then hinted at uh, you know Tony being more of the well, this everything I've done is so we don't have to do this anymore. Yeah, but it's like he wants to retire, but he knows it's not happening anytime soon. With right. I'm excited for the movie though. I uh I think it's going to be might quite possibly maybe more Avengery than the Avengers. Although I, it might be more of a serious Avengers movie. Yeah, it's but, it's going to be basically uh Avengers 2.5 is basically what yeah. it's going to be. Basically, yeah, basically I'm pretty excited. Everybody but the Hulk and Thor are in this thing, right? Like even there was I somebody even, else that didn't show up on the list so far and I I want to say it was Nick Fury. Which is weird, because you would think really that weird. he would be a pretty big part of this storyline. Don't be... If they go with the Civil War storyline, like they try to bring in elements of that, don't be surprised if Thor does show up in some capacity. The hammer. Because he does... Uh, <laughs> well, it's not the hammer. It's There's a... I don't know if you've read the storyline, the Civil War storyline yet or not, but... If they try to bring in elements of that storyline, so a a Thor plays a pretty pivotal role in the escalation of the Civil War storyline. Oh, interesting. So, with Spider Man probably you know going to be in this movie, who's um, do you think the whole is it Asia Butterfield is his name? Yep. Is do you yep. think he's going to be Spider Man? Is it, the rumors are true? It's starting to look that way. I would be super excited for it because the kid's awesome. Uh, but the problem is he's a kid, though. I was kind of hoping for a more full-grown... Bring Toby name. back. <laughs> he's almost six feet tall now. He's not well, a yeah, little, but little he's, guy for anymore. For the storyline to really work, you need a Spider-Man that's been around for quite some time. He's got a family. He's got a lot to lose if he reveals himself. Right now, if they do the, oh, I'm Peter Parker, I'm in high school, like they are claiming that they're going to do with this whole relaunch of the Spider-Man franchise with a MCU Sony deal, it's just not going to have the same impact because really at this point, Spider-Man only has Aunt, Aunt May to lose and nothing else. Right. So do you think they would do a full reboot again of Spider-Man? No, whatever we get in Civil War is going to be the Spider-Man that we're going to get going forward with the Sony franchise side of things. So you're going to get a high school-aged Spider-Man, and they said it's just not going to have the same kind of impact of him going, oh, I'm Peter Parker, and I'm actually Spider-Man. It's just 
the impact's not the same because he doesn't have as much to lose as he did in the original Civil War storyline. Because in the original Civil War storyline, he's married to to Mary Jane. He's got a family. You know, Aunt May's still around. I don't know how, but she is uh, <laughs> a full bird. Yeah, um, she might. But be he's the got. Watcher. I'm just throwing that out. He's there. got a lot to lose if his, you know, nemesis finds out who who is actually behind the mask. He's got a lot more to lose than anybody else that's that signed up for the registration. Right. And that's oh, that's what sets it off. That's what I liked about it. So I'm I'm hoping he's back. Um well I'll ask you this. If I mean you threw uh Toby back out, who would you guys like to see otherwise? My my choice is something I was talking to my wife Ryan about. Was I because I, I always thought of Spider Man as pretty you know, pretty witty, with good with the one liners and but he's not the biggest guy in the world. And so I was thinking, who who would be a really cool uh, person? Not not Ryan Reynolds, but uh, <laughs> um, I was thinking of James Roday. Mm, not sure who that is. He's the guy who who's the main character in Psych. He would okay. be pretty good. But he's kind of got he's kind of got a look that would work for Spider Man. And he's you know he's thirty five, but he could he, older. He yeah. looks like he's could be thirty or younger. So he he could be right around the correct age for the storyline. Plus, he's super quick-witted. You know, he's got a good voice. I can, I can see get that. behind that. Yeah. I'm I'm to, as much I don't have any idea who this uh, kid is that they've the Butterfield kid, the Butterface kid, or whatever. <laughs> but um, I'm totally on board. I don't I don't think the Spider-Man needs to be a teenager. That seems yeah. awful to me. Yeah, I just I I'm worried they're gonna have another Spider-Man. reboot. I we just, do not. We do not need another Spider-Man origin story. Yeah, we definitely don't do not. I, I <laughs> That's mentioned that several Sony times. That's all Sony knows how to do. <laughs> it's like we need to tell this tale seven more times. If we could just release that five or six times in this quarter, we could turn a profit. <laughs> right. Right. I, I I have a hard time thinking of anybody that doesn't know Spider-Man's backstory. So we just we don't need to see it again. I would rather them just jump in and all of a sudden, well, zoop, there's Spider-Man, and everyone knows there's Spider-Man. I mean, you kind of get this issue with any superhero movie. I mean, how many times has Batman really been rebooted? I mean, you're gonna yeah. get you're gonna get that. I mean, even in I, I can almost guarantee you're gonna get some kind of backstory uh, prologue or whatever in uh, Batman versus Superman. It's just it's just what these big budget studios do because every time they reboot it it's a little bit different it's not the same spider-man that we had before but it's still spider-man all the elements are the same but well you know he had kind of a different route that he got to be spider-man slightly different shade of red right (laughs) (laughs) all right so since we are talking about Civil War a little bit, let's play the Civil War game. So I will I will abstain from this since I've been doing most of the uh, the hosting duties for this show. So Devin, you're a team captain. Chuck, you're a team captain. Um, okay. I'm going to say, Chuck, call heads or tails? Uh, heads. We're flipping. We're flipping. Tails it is. So um, Devin, you get to choose whether or not you want to pick first. Or second, mm. based on the rules we've discussed here, and then so if how you want to, people it, do we pick? Like it, it's going to be well, we're going to pick until the entire team is the entire cast of Civil War is gone. But basically, each team captain is going to either pick Iron Man or Captain America, 
and the person who doesn't pick gets the first pick of the actual team. I will let uh, Chuck go first. Oh, so Chuck, Iron Man or Captain America? Um, I'll go Captain America. So Devin is Team Iron Man. Chuck is Team Captain America. Devin, you have the first pick of your superhero team. Mm, I am going to go... Uh... Ant-Man, Ant-Man. <laughs> no, I'm going to go uh, Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier. Ooh, <laughs> nice. I'll have to go with Scarlet Witch. I think she could take him down a few pegs. I should probably be writing these down as you guys go. <laughs> uh, let's see. If you're going to do Scarlet Witch, I've already got Winter Soldier. Uh, and I am clearly Iron Man, so if I go with the original storyline, that means I've got to have Spider-Man on my side. Spider-Man. Even though he eventually betrays me, but... Ha ha ha, you are your own downfall. <laughs> um, uh, why not the vision? Mm. Vision. Sharon Carter. Uh. <laughs> I'm kind of looking at her name like she's going to be one uh. of the last ones. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably actually going to go Black Panther because I think uh, this is where we get the uh, the formation of the Illuminati. <laughs> Jeez. Every, the moment I look at one, you're picking them. <laughs> I should have just looking. stared at Sharon Carter a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, I'll go with War Machine. Okay. Uh, Ant-Man. See who do we have left? Falcon, Falcon, Black Widow, and Sharon Carter. I'll go with the uh, Black Widow. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know what Sharon Carter's superpowers are, if she, anything. As far as I know, she's just an agent. Is she Agent, Carter? agent Carter's daughter, or like granddaughter? I should say. Uh, it's uh. The girl from uh, she's in like Revenge, Revenge and all that. Yeah. So she like, she's just, she's just an agent. She's not, not even a superhero. Yeah, she's just a she's just a agent of Shield. Oh, but, well, then we'll we'll just take the last um person out here with her as well, and we'll call that your guys' teams. Oh, so I get Falcon? No, you don't get anything. Oh, Falcon died. So. <laughs> well, if, if you want, I'll I'll take Sharon Carter. She's a good shot. She's got a gun. She could shoot down a bird. No, no, that's fine. We, yeah. we, 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 our teams are set. I wasn't, I wasn't aware. I'm just looking for not re- researching here. Okay, so Devin, your team is Iron Man, mm-hmm. Spider Man, mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Ant Man, and Black Panther. That's a solid team. That is a solid team. Uh, Chuck, your team is Captain America, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Vision, and War Machine. So I I'll proof. I'll put these up on the Facebook page, at least on my Facebook page. You guys can do mm-hmm. the same if you want to. We'll, and whoever and whoever's listening to the show, please vote and tell me which team would win, or which team is better. You know, which team is better because they would win? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that seems like the same question. Well, um, somebody would think like, oh, I like these guys better, but you know, these people's powers are better. They would clearly win. Like if Hulk was on somebody's team, it was like kind of kind of pick the team with the Hulk. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this one I like this list because it's you. You don't just pick uh, 
the godlike characters. You have to actually kind of plan ahead. And... Well, there's only there's only one godlike character, and that's Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And, and do you have her? <laughs> no, that's um, fine. I'm gonna have to end up leaving pretty soon. Is there anything we got? We, we, I'm on going the to show that you absolutely want me to talk about real quick. Yes, we we're gonna go we're gonna skip ahead to 34 here and just go ahead and talk about the top 10 list we made. Okay. So I had you guys and a couple of other people compile their favorite 10 Marvel movies, and didn't just have to be those in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So now we have I have it right here the definitive list. This could stand up in court of the top 10 <laughs> Marvel movies of all time. You right, ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Number 10, X-Men 2. Mm. That was a little <laughs> higher on my list, but I can handle that. Okay. <sighs> Number 9, Spider-Man 1. Okay. Number 8, I'm shocked that it's this low. You guys did not like this movie as much as I did. X-Men Days of Futures Past. Oh, that... Ugh. I, I liked it, but... <laughs> I don't know. It had too many things that I didn't enjoy. I, I enjoyed that... it for the movie. There hasn't been a good X-Men movie other than First Class. <laughs> uh, number seven, Spider-Man 2. The Doc Ock Spider-Man. See, I actually oh, struggled okay. with my Spider-Man movies. I wanted them higher on the list, and I sat there and stared at it and stared at it for the longest time, and I just couldn't figure out a way to bump them up. Number six, X-Men First Class. Okay. Number five, Iron Man. I had this way higher in my list. See, I'm uh, I didn't have it much higher. That's I think that's, that's a... so far this is pretty up to par with my list. <laughs> well, you you were the tiebreaker in a couple of things here. I, okay, I was it. I was going to ask if I. You were definitely you were definitely the tiebreaker for number one. Number one was tied until you submitted your list. Nice. Mm. All right, number four, my number one, Avengers: Age of Ultron. See, that was my number five. <laughs> I think I had that three or four. Number three, Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that seems to be a universally loved movie right there. It's mm-hmm. set up so much. So like... two, the two movies left, the, right, the first Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which one do you guys think won? Guardians of the Galaxy. I think first Avengers won. Chuck would be correct. Guardians of the wow. Galaxy is the runner-up. I was shocked. At that one, but the Man, Guardians of the Galaxy is such a such a better movie. <laughs> I, that was one Chuck? I was torn on too. I was that those were it was back and forth, but while Avengers, I think is I had more feels with Avengers. I and I liked the introduction of Thanos in that one. I think it was the potential of it, the setup of it was. Thanos was literally in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I like <laughs> on a that floating was the first rock moment chair. you see something bigger, like, like oh. up until that point, like you get a little nod to like the next movie or you know the next line in the chain of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but that one you see Thanos, you know, like there is something huge coming, and that's why I'm gonna I got pull so something upset. from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, like I said, those I was torn on a couple of these, and I was back and forth for several hours between those two movies. And Avengers won out by like maybe a margin of a point. So I mean, it's 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 literally your fault that one number one there because those two <laughs> those two were tied going into the uh, the final votes here. I am so disappointed that Hulk and the Punisher didn't make the list. They were almost <laughs> on my list. Punisher was. Punisher was my number nine. Punisher almost made it. 
So, yeah, that's the definitive list. Avengers is the best Marvel movie of all time. <laughs> you guys sound so Out of four people, five people? Five people. Yeah. Dude, there, there have been studies per, um, published with cross-sections smaller than that. Four <laughs> very important people. <laughs> and just, just for the, the fun thing here, here's the shit of the, uh, the Marvel Universe. Number mm-hmm. three, Spider-Man 3, third worst movie. Number two, Elektra. Okay. And number one, Fantastic Four, two, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh. <laughs> See, I could have voted for Electra, but I never watched it. I had to take a couple off. Like, I watched part of Daredevil and stopped. Well, Daredevil Ghost Rider should have totally been on that list, both movies. <laughs> See, and that was another one. Like, Ghost Rider 2 I could have put on there, but I didn't watch it because I didn't finish Ghost Rider 1. You didn't need you. You don't yeah. need to watch it. They just know that it's terrible. It's just, oh, I believe you. I believe Assen- you. Essentially, these three made this list because they were the only ones that got repeated over multiple lists. <laughs> like there was there were Spider-Man, several. There were Spider-Man several. There were sitting with like five points because they were people's number one votes, but nobody else voted for them. Wow, <laughs> I'm I'm really surprised. Spider Man three. I liked Spider Man three a little. It is such a terrible movie. It See, suffers the exact same thing that the Amazing Spider-Man 2 did, but the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was slightly better. You have too many bad guys, so they're all kind of really dumb because none of them can focus on the task at hand. Yep. Too the ones that I put on, except for Generation X, because that was just horrible all around, <laughs> um, the ones I put on my lower ones were ones that had a lot of potential that they just tanked. Like, Rise of the Silver Surfer could have been amazing, yeah. and it just tanked. And Spider-Man 3 could have been awesome, but it just tanked because it had so much potential that they got dr- they drowned in I, it. I can't believe that they took a villain like Venom and buried him in that movie. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, even the, the director of, uh, the guy that did Spider-Man 3, he's come out and said, he's like, yeah, that movie was terrible. I don't, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I just blacked out for a second, and it was all yeah. out in theaters. I don't, <laughs> yeah. All right, Chuck, if you need to go, you may go. I'll just uh, throw your Facebook question, um, unless you want to cover oh. what I said in the, the feed there. No, Would I you be able to do that? So I think I've got a couple of hungry kiddos staring me down here. Oh. Mm. we got some pizza upstairs. I can smell it. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, inclu- I'll, I'll look it up here, and I'll include your answer. Yeah, that'd be cool, because, um, yeah, otherwise I'll have to uh, bid a dude. That's what my brother <laughs> would always say. Go eat your dinner. Uh, I'm going to go eat. Thanks for having me on, and... Uh, Hopefully my recording works well and I'll get this posted and try to make it sound like it was my episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I'm, ta- I'm doing a lot of hosting during it. Yeah, and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of questionable words that I'm going to have to try to edit out. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> oh, I forgot your show is PG. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I might language, that Mike. Bit. Language, language. Language. Oh, if I could get a sound bit of that. Okay, I got to get going. All right. Bye, All Chuck. Right, see you guys later. Bye, bye, Chuck. Bye. Listen to nerd mode. <laughs> but you will be listening to nerd mode. Oh, this is crazy. (laughs) See you guys later. Later. We are building a religion. We are building it bigger. We are widening the corridors and adding more lanes. We are building a religion, a limited edition. We are now accepting callers for these pendant keychains. To resist it is useless. It is useless to resist it. His cigarette is burning, but he never seems to ash. He is grooming his poodle. He is living comfort eagle. You can meet at his location.
but you'd better come with cash. Now his hat is on backwards. He can show you his tattoos. He is in the music business. He is calling you dude. Now today is tomorrow, and tomorrow today, and yesterday is weaving in and out. And the fluffy white lines that the airplane leaves behind are drifting right in front of the waning of the moon. He is handling the money. He's serving the food. He knows about your party. He is calling you. Do yeah? Do you believe in the one big sign, the double wide shine on the blue heels of your prime? Doesn't matter if you're skinny. Doesn't matter if you're fat. You can dress up like the Sultan in your onion head hat. We are building a religion. We're making a brand. We're the only ones to turn to when your castles turn to sand. Take a bite of this apple, Mr. Corporate Events. Take a walk to the jungle of cardboard shanties and tents. Some people drink Pepsi, some people drink Coke. The wacky morning DJ says democracy's a joke. He says, now do you believe in the one big song? He's now accepting callers who would like to sing along. He says. Fastening your safety belts and stepping towards the ledge, he is handling the money. He is serving the food. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me, dude. Do you believe in the one big sign, the double wide shine on the boot heels of your prime? There's no need to ask directions if you ever lose your mind. We're behind you. We're behind you. Let us please remind you we can send a car to find you if you ever lose your way. We are building a religion. We are building it bigger.